Boo my dudes, this is just a notification that Gatsy on Goosebumps will be continuing after I've re-uploaded all of my original 62 Goosebumps reviews, one of which you're about to listen to. So stay subscribed and if you're on Instagram, follow me at goosebumps.podcast for updates about the new direction of this crazy show that I'm so flattered so many people like listening to. On with today's show and uh, don't get uh, too scared, please. Beware the ghost who barks in the dark. And beware the pervert who lurks in a park. If you wish to wet your pants with fright, listen to Gatsby on Goosebumps tonight! Hi there, welcome back to Gatsby on Goosebumps, the only show that I'm aware of in which I read and review every single Goosebumps book from R. Ross Dine's original series. Today we are looking at Goosebumps number 55, the blob that ate everybody. According to Goosebumps Wiki, this is one of this is one of Tim Jacobus's uh, top ten favorite covers that he did, and I can definitely see why. I really can't praise this cover enough. I mean, look at it; it's everything you want. It's a blob that ate everyone, and it shows a blob just eating a whole bunch of stuff. No dead bodies there, but I, you know, we'll give him a pass on that one. Fantastic cover. Tagline is he's no picky eater, and the blurb reads as follows: Read it and scream. A famous horror writer. That's what Zacky Beauchamp wants to be. He's writing a story about a giant blob monster. A pink slimy creature who eats up an entire town. Then Zacky finds the typewriter. In a burned down antique store. He takes it home and starts typing. There's something really odd about that typewriter. Something really dangerous. Because now every scary word Zacky writes is starting to come true. So Act 1 introduces us to uh, Zacky, who likes to write horror stories, but is actually quite easily frightened himself. Not like a... comically so, he just has a lot of fears. Um, his best friend Alex, who is like quite supportive of his stories and always reads them. And his other friend Adam, who is, says he's his friend, but he's kind of a dick throughout the whole thing. Always like tries to scare Zacky. And, and and always telling him how his stories aren't actually scary. And Zacky's, you know, been working on the story about a blob monster that eats everyone. One day after school, Alex and Zacky uh, check out this this burnt down antique store that caught on fire, and they're snooping around. And Zacky sees this typewriter that he really like, and um, the owner catches them, and she's suspicious. Then he's like, oh, look, I really just want this typewriter. Can I pay for it? She's like, hey, have the typewriter. Um, you know, write your scary stories with it. Um, also have this fountain pen as well. He's like, cool, thanks. Score, free typewriter. He goes home. Act two. Alex and Zacky are home and he's, you know, testing out the typewriter and he... Sure enough, whatever he writes seems to happen. So he's like, it's a dark and stormy night. Suddenly a storm starts. Then he's like, all the lights went out, all the lights go out. Alex and Zacky were home alone and suddenly his parents are gone. Alex is like, oh my god, whatever you type is, is, is just happening. And Zacky's like, don't be silly, this is a coincidence. So, to test it out, Zacky types, Adam was knocking at the door. Sure enough, it's a knock at the door. Adam's there. And they're like, what are you doing here? Adam is like, I don't know, I just came here for some reason. That's so weird. And then so they take him upstairs, they explain everything. Adam is like, oh yeah, sure, your typewriter's magic. Even though he can't explain why he himself walked to their house, like really late at night in his pajamas. And then while uh, Zacky's squabbling with Alex, he types something on the typewriter and leaves the house. And they check and it's, there's a blob monster in the basement. So 
they're freaking out, they start to hear noises, they go down to investigate, they think there's a blob monster there, they're pretty sure it's that, and then it's like a rubber glove flapping against the door. And they're like, okay, our imaginations carried us away. It was all just a series of coincidences. Typewriter's not magic. Ah, well, all's well that ends well. Act three, uh, Zacky goes to the store for his mum on a Saturday and Adam and these two twins he always hangs around with are like making fun of him again. They did that earlier in the book as well, mocking him and saying how afraid he gets of everything. Ha ha ha. Zacky's really, really annoyed. He goes home and starts writing this really angry, like blob monster story. You know, he puts all his frustration to this and writes this about story about a um, blob monster, you know, eating policemen and stuff and attacking the town. You know, he's really, really venting with this blob monster story. Then his mum's like, go back to the store. He's like, sure enough. Yep, I'll go. No worries. And lo and behold, when he gets there, there is a blob monster attacking the town. And it actually is a blob monster this time. He sees it. It's real. It's happening. This isn't just like another coincidence. Blob monster is there. And he runs into Adam again. Adam's like, oh, hey, how'd you get that massive balloon? And he's like, no, it's real. He's like, ha ha ha, you're trying to scare me because I scared you before. Well, it's not going to work, buster. And then he gets eaten by the blob monster. Holy crap, this thing is real and it's eating people. It really is the blob that ate everyone. It's a blob that ate a few people, but <sighs> shit. Okay, so when he saw the typewriter originally in the burnt out store and goes to touch it, he like touches it and gets an electric shock. Probably should have mentioned that at the start, but here we are. Anyway, that's what gave him the magical powers. It turns out it wasn't the typewriter that was magic. When he touched the typewriter and got the shock from the lightning or whatever, he was, you know, given magical powers. And sure enough, he's like, if I just think it, I can, I can overcome it. And he just thinks that everything goes back to normal. Sure enough, it does. It's a really happy ending. That's the end. I opened my eyes and Adam stood beside Alex. He blinked several times and squinted at me. What's happening? He asked. I have it. I cried happily. I have the power, not the typewriter. What are you talking about? Adam demanded. What power? I shook my head. You wouldn't understand. I told him. Alex started to laugh. Before I realized it, I was laughing too. Joyful laughter. Relieved laughter. All three of us stood there. Laughing, laughing, laughing. Laughing happily ever after. Chapter 32. Well, did you like my story? The pink blob monster neatened the pages he had just read and set them down on the desk. He turned to his friend, a green-skinned blob monster. Did you just write that? The green monster asked. The pink blob monster gurgled with pride. Yes, did you enjoy it? I did, his friend replied. Thank you for reading it to me. It was very exciting. Very well written. What do you call it? I call it Attack of the Humans, the blob monster replied. Did you really like it? Yes, those humans are really gross, his friend replied. Do you want my favorite part? What part? When the blob monster ate Adam. That was really fun, the green monster declared. But I have just one problem with your story. The pink blob monster bobbed up and down. The veins on the top of his head turned a darker purple. Problem with my story? What is it? Well, his green friend replied, why did you give it such an unhappy ending? I hated it when the humans shut his eyes and the blob monster disappeared. That was so sad. Do you think so? The blob monster asked, gazing down thoughtfully at the pages he'd written. Yes, his friend replied. You should have a happy ending instead. Everyone likes a happy ending. The pink blob monster picked up his story. Okay, you're right. I'll change the ending. I'll have the blob monster eat them all. Great. I love it, his friend declared. Now, that's a great ending. And that's the actual end. So, you know, but it, uh, you know, Goosebumps say twist all the time. You know, it was all happening in a story written by the blob monsters. And it was scary because it had humans in it. The implication of that last chapter being that Adam and Alex and uh, Zaki, these three people we've come to know the past pages, only exist in the minds of these blob creatures, essentially. And their fate is determined by, um, by 
the Blob Monsters fictional accounts of their lives and they will be devoured by a fictional Blob. You get the point. And it doesn't ruin it. Like, the story works in of itself without that little ending tacked on. Uh, that's just a bit of fun. You know, I don't like twists when they completely change everything and don't account for, you know, all the things that happened in the book and it's just like, and then this happened, blah. Welcome to Camp Nightmare is a perfect example of that. That's fun. And the story itself is, you know, really interesting in that the, the sort of the supernatural element is this, well, we think it's the typewriter, but it's, it's this ability to turn fiction into reality. And it's interesting that that is the avenue in which the blob monster exists. It's not like an outer space creature or something, but that does sort of also fit with it, you know. Zaki's a horror writer being written by a horror writer, and R.L. Stein, you know, can't, maybe can't give a reasonable explanation for why this giant pink monster would exist in reality. So Zaki is wishing it into life, and I think that makes sense. But it just is interesting that, you know, you can have a whole Goosebumps book about that, you know, writing something on a magic typewriter and those things coming alive. It's interesting that it's only used as a means to bring this blob monster into existence. But overall, I think it's a really good story. Well paced, as I said, three very distinct acts and you've, you know, really got the character's motivation down when Zaki gets angry at being made fun of. He, you know, writes this really angry story and that's what brings out the blob monster. That was why the blob monster didn't appear originally, by the way, because Adam was the one who wrote the blob monster was in the basement. So it didn't actually happen, but all the other stuff Zaki did make happen. Well, that's all for this week. Please join me next time in which I discuss Goosebumps number 56, The Curse of Camp Cold Lake, with a very special guest. Guest. In the meantime, though, thank you so much for watching, and please stay spooky.